Are you ready to realize the true potential in your life and help others do the same? Get equipped to create a thriving future with the Secrets of Success podcast. Inspire others to live, lead, and work on purpose. And experience the joy of watching satisfaction and productivity come to life. And now, here's your host, Dr. Ken Keyes. Welcome, listeners, to the Secrets of Success podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Keyes. Well, this week was really fun. In fact, just a couple of days ago, uh, went and traveled south to Seattle, living in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and went with my 21-year-old daughter to a wind tunnel where we were pretending to be skydivers in a place called iFly. And, you know, after we got home with my uh, wife, Brenda, we just really reflected. Here's Stephanie, our daughter, 21. Her friend, Soph, was 21. My son, Tim, who is 22. His wife, Alana, who is 24. And it was just a privilege to hang out with our kids and enjoy them. And my encouragement is, you know, I just, I don't even get it. Where there are many families where there's just sort of discord amongst each other. And it, family is so important. And in fact, even Dr. Oz, in his online assessment, he talks about how relationships and the amount of friendships will actually lengthen your life. And so I just encourage you, this is a sidebar, that we were just privileged to spend the day, have fun, go for dinner, just um, do some driving, seeing some part of the countryside, and then enjoying this experience together as all of us did the uh, iFly sort of experience together as a family, that was pretty cool. And we were just pinching ourselves in a positive way to say, you know what, family matters. If you have something going on out there where there's discord or a separation, then I encourage that you would step up and you would forgive and you would reach out. And there's been all kinds of movies where people have sat there in fear about reaching out. Now, you can't control what the other person does, but I encourage that you would just reach out, you would just love on that person, you would respect that person, you would connect with that person, and just be there with them. So, that's just my encouragement. That's our little story today. You know, at CRG, we want to continue to expand. So, here's an announcement, and now that I'm putting it on air, there's more accountability. For over a year, we have been talking about creating online e-courses for our tools and resources. So we are beginning that process. And I'm not sure when you're listening to this podcast because you can click on it anytime. But we're hopeful in the year 2018, we will begin to launch these online e-courses where you can learn more about the, you know, the four and a half million words of content and the 12 assessments that we have that we set that up for you. If you're an individual, you could be able to take that course. If you're an organization, you can get the course for your team members so that you can go to the next level. And then we also hope to have a version that if you're a professional developer or trainer, then we will certify you online based on sort of some additional content. So that's an announcement. We'll just stay tuned on how we progress to that. If you're interested in that, do let us know. Do communicate with us that you would be interested in taking an online course uh, of our content. I mean, you know, one of our assessments or expanding, so like, why aren't you more like me or our sales or our values or our wellness or our leadership or learning styles or self-worth, whatever the case might be, that we'll have these um, expanded content pieces to be able to reach anybody in the world 24-7, 
just-in-time training and education for you. So thank you for your support. And if you do have somebody who might be interested or yourself, do let us know. Info at crgleader.com. Well, today on Secrets of Success, I just really want to share with you from my heart one of the things that is important for all of us, myself included. In fact, I was just going through this and I recently did a podcast which had some of this content, but I, I just really want to talk to you about, you know, what are your dreams for your life? I mean, dreams encourage, <clears throat> vision inspires. And if we don't have a dream, if we don't have a vision, if you don't have clarity about where you're going, then any road will get you there. You've heard that before. But I just want to take you through some questions, some encouragement, some ideas, some structure, so that you can move forward on that. And so, you know, even recently, there's a research study that said that without clarity, clarity, in fact, is the number one habit of high performers. They actually know what they want, and they know what they want. They have a vision of what they want in every given circumstance. So an example is if they're going into a sales meeting with a client, do you know what you want from that interaction? What's your vision of that interaction prior to going in? If you are sending out a proposal to somebody, do you know what your vision is of that? If you're a university student, you're trying to start a group and this group is gonna do something, what's the vision of that group that you're hanging out? If you're a leader of a company, what's the vision of the company? Where are you going? And so when we think about dreams, I just really wanna to talk to you personally first is, you know, without dreams, really we do, we can't be energized. We, there's something missing. So in my book, The Quest for Purpose, there are some detailed pages that I have not referenced before. And I just want to take you through some of the questions that are in there. Now, this is an audio cast. And so you can listen to it. You can listen to it over and over. So you get all the different questions. If you want the framework and want the documentation, then you can always go online to thequestforpurpose.ca and get my book and then be able to fill that out and be able to serve yourself there. So first of all, we know what the stats are, that less than 10% of the population are on purpose, feeling fulfilled and have meaning in their life. And so uh, the, the stats are not for us. So if we're going to realize our potential, if we're going to realize our purpose, then we have to do the work. And so, you know, what are the dreams that you have really stopped? And a lot of times what happens with dreams is that there are well-meaning relatives around you who kind of stuff you. So an example is many, many years ago, we had Christmas dinner at our place and my aunt was there. And my aunt asked my son, Tim, he said, what do you want to do when you grow up? And he said, well, I'd like to have my own band. I want, because, you know, Tim's a gifted musician and, you know, he's on a worship team now and he gets to play and keyboard and guitar and he taught himself. Never really liked lessons, but really loves music and loves to play. And interesting enough, my aunt's response to my son was, well, what are you going to do for a real job? Well, I nearly came across the table and choked my nine-year-old aunt for saying that to my son. I said, why would you want to crush the dreams. There are so many people that are well-meaning around us. And I just want to ask you the question right now. Have you had well-meaning relatives, individuals around you 
who have crushed your dreams, who have mitigated or made all kinds of um, interference with hindering your direction. So one of the things that I want to caution you about is that if you have a dream about where you want to go and who you want to be, be very, very careful with who you share that with. You know, people that you trust, people that will will really honor this information in a positive way, that they're not going to be coming up with all the reasons why you shouldn't do it. I still remember, and in fact, it wasn't that long ago, I was with one of my coaches where I didn't realize how much it affected me is I was working as a sales professional at an agricultural company in the 80s. And I had made the decision to start my own sales training company through a sales training franchise. And excuse me, and I'd shared this with the friend of mine, that friend that I had worked with. And here's what he said to me. This is the first thing out of his mouth. I'm, you know, I'm all excited. I'm spending all this money. I'm just kind of taking all the courage that I can to get out there. And he says to me, Ken, you're going to go bankrupt doing that. What? Why would that guy share that with me? He doesn't know anything about what I'm doing. But I didn't realize that had really become an emotional anchor that really destroyed and for many years struggled to kind of get going. And in a recent sort of coaching session, realized that that had some emotional resonance or leftovers in my system. I said, excuse me. And so, you know, here I teach this stuff and didn't even realize that this eight second blip had this sort of negative impact. So don't underestimate sort of the power of other individuals affecting your dreams. And just be careful. There's so many individuals around you who, yes, they're well-meaning. You know, I, I know that I have family members and they just wouldn't understand. It would just, you know, about what I want to do to create, you know, an online presence. If I was to share to you with you, you know, sort of my purpose, people around me, or if you've listened to any of my podcasts, my purpose is to help others to live, lead, and work on purpose. And then really my, my master life purpose is how can I be an advocate for you, for you to realize your potential? Nothing encourages me more, is more meaningful, is more energizing than being in a situation where you take steps to be all that you've meant to be. But not everybody around me believes that. Not everybody around me wants that. Everybody says, well, Ken, no, that's not true for you. Well, that's, you know, we don't all share on Facebook all the challenges and persistence and grit that we need to be able to get through. So not everybody's been successful in that. I still remember when I mentioned to my father, and I, he'll never listen to this, so don't worry about it, is that I was going to leave my job, my sales position, to start my own sales training company. In his first words out of his mouth, he said, why would you do that? You have a company car and you have a, a, a lunch expense account. Like that is the most important thing. Yes, I had a company car. All my expenses were covered for going out for lunches with clients. And most of the mileage and the cost of the car was company related. So that's my meaning in life. And so, you know, I learned very quickly that I needed to kind of guard who do I let in to the vision that we have. And at this point, 
you know, on this podcast, CRG's vision is really to be globally acknowledged as one of the number one locations and organizations and companies to be able to help develop professional, you personally and professionally, to take you to the next level so that you can be your highest self. I mean, every single person, I believe, this is my bias, is here for a reason, here with a purpose, here with a contribution to be made, but the key is you need to find out what that is. So from that, what is this bigger dream? What energizes you? I want you to think about what is it something that you have not thought about for a while? And if that was to come about, I remember a speaker of mine says, you know, Ken, a friend of mine says, Ken, if money was not an option, if success was not really a hindrance, what would success look like to you? And so I started to articulate that and be clear, you know, that CRG really has this online passive residual income. And the reason that that, that is just making huge differences with hundreds of thousands of people in all countries around the world in that the revenue in the company then becomes not a question, and here's why. It's not about the money. It's about what that financial independence does to you emotionally. Now, we'll do another show on that. I don't have time to go into that. But don't let sort of the environment or the restrictions or lack of funds define your dream. Let your dream catch up with like the funds to catch up with your dream or your vision about what you want to do. I don't know how it's all going to come together, but you need to know the what first. It's not the how, how will come second, but what is it that you want? What is it that you stand for? What is your vision? So here are some questions around dream clarity, purpose clarity, personal clarity. So this is individual based. This is not company based. You can apply some of these to companies later on. So here are some questions for you that really I would like you to take some time to ponder. Get a, a, a you could do it in voice and record it, or you can write it out. I find that it's better just to write it out or maybe type it out, whatever works better for you. You know, here's a question. What do you believe in? You know, your belief system is highly influencing direction. And do you know what you believe? And he said, well, I don't believe in anything. Yes, you do, but what is it? Do you, do, are you clear about it? What are your basic philosophies? Do you believe that mankind is positive, they're negative? You know, what is, what's your philosophy? I, I believe in honoring the environment. What is it? That kind of stuff. The next one is, what do I stand for in my life? In other words, what are those things where you want to be an advocate, both uh, assertively and passively, meaning what is that? sort of important things. So again, do you stand for the environment or not? Um, you know, one day I'd like to have an off-the-grid house just because I like to have be independent. So that's one thing. The other question I have for you, and this links into your sort of purpose, is why are you here? You know, if my, um, now this is my bias, this is my belief system. And so I don't need to, I'm not trying to impose it on you. This is just mine is that, why are you here? You know, why are you here? You know, we actually, I went into a program once where that question was asked over a uh, hundred times in over an hour to me. And so usually people don't answer that question because you haven't done the work 
to get clear about your dreams. You haven't done the work about why you're here. So I am here to make a difference. I am here to help encourage and help people to realize the potential. I am here to be the best husband that I can to be to Brenda. I am here to uh, be the best father that I can be to Tim and to my daughter in love, uh, Alana, or my daughter, Stephanie. I'm here to be the best son that I can be to my parents, Julia and Frank, or the best brother to my siblings, Brian, Gary, and Donna, and my in-laws, and my nephews, and my nieces, and to be an author that makes a difference that impacts people around, and on it goes. So the question is, why are you here? Do you know the answer to that question's about 10 or 20 questions deep? You know, not the saran wrap stuff. Well, I'm here because, you know, my boss says I'm supposed to work here. And that's not what we're talking about. That's shallow, insignificant response. What you want is the depth. You know, why are you here? The other one is what is your mission in life? So even though I have a purpose, my mission is really to develop learning content in whatever form possible to help transform people's lives. So that is my mission, and I can do that in leverage. You know, things keep changing. There wasn't podcasts like this 25 years ago when I started. I mean, this idea of having a smartphone, having more computer power than Apollo 11 or 13. Hello, that, that's pretty crazy. You know, what do you, and then all of that comes down to a master life purpose that you then craft and put together and spend the time to do it. it says, well, I don't know, that sounds like too much work. Well, guess what? Then your dreams and your vision will lack clarity. And what did we say? The research said is that the number one habit, just confirmed in a um, large study for high performers was clarity. You know, do you know what, or do you have the clarity that you need? Now, what I also do in the Quest book, which is the, you know, more details for you, is to create micro clarity or vision statements in 12 different categories. Now, I've mentioned that before, but I want to mention it here again. These become active tense statements in 12 areas in your life. Now, some people have five, some people have six. What we have found is the 12, and there might be more, don't let us restrict you, and I want you to listen to what these 12 are, and you're creating sort of micro-statements, after-tense statements. It's not something that you achieve, it's something you are achieving. So if we think about an example, let's say for health and wellness for me, is the vision statement or for you could be, I lead a healthy lifestyle, both in activity, in nutrition, so that I can have longevity with quality of life. Okay, so that would be just off the top of my head, a vision statement. Now notice that's an active tense statement. It doesn't say what I'm going to do to do it. It is my belief system. It's this vision in that part of my life. And so when we think about um, the quest wheel, which has the 12 areas in it, let me just briefly go over some of them for you so that you can have an idea of what is it you need to clarify. 
And don't omit one. There's a thing called simultaneous activation, which is a belief system out of Quest. As well as we don't, so here's the deal. If I have these 12 areas and then there's one of the areas that I avoid, one of the areas that I don't activate, then I have a wheel that's out of balance. So let's say we think about, I do all these things. I'm, I'm good with, you know, work and career and finances and social and all that kind of stuff. But I leave my health to awry and I'm, I'm sick all the time. Well, then how could I fulfill the rest of the visions? The other one is, guess who gets to decide if a vision or an area is fulfilled? You get to. So let's say I have a vision about participating in the community and helping, but that is once a year at Christmas time, and I do the Salvation Army uh, bells, and I stand out in front of some kind of store, and I do that for three days a year. You know, you get to decide that that's your community involvement. I don't. And if you feel that's fulfilling, if that resonates for you, who am I to judge you that that is not a fulfilling item for you in your vision? So the other thing that you have to be careful of is don't benchmark other people, what they're doing or not doing, to establish that this vision is being fulfilled or what your vision should or could be. This is certainly for you. So let's just go through these 12 fairly quickly. And then you can go and listen to this podcast again or get the book, The Quest for Purpose, so that you have a framework. And my encouragement is, is you need to do the work. You know, why is it that only 10% of people really kind of feel fulfilled and have dream clarity? Because the rest of us haven't done it. Now, one of the other things before I get into this 12 is when one of the other ways that we can get clarity is to do the reverse engineer. Meaning, if there's something you dislike, if you're something that you have confirmed that you don't want to do, that helps you to decide what you want to do. I still remember, you know, Anthony Robbins talking about this, is if you can't go through the front door, let's go through the back door and let's find out what you don't want. And so that starts to remove choices and directions and careers and defines your vision. It says, this is what I don't want. You know, if you said, well, listen, um, I don't want to be poor. I don't want to be every month wondering if I have enough money for my uh, car insurance or maintenance on my car or my kids' braces. That's what you don't want. Okay, well, then that's going to lead you towards what do you, what do you need for your financial sort of independence one. So when we think about the 12 areas in the quest wheel, what is your vision for self? Again, from a self-centered point of view, from your own development, from your contribution of your highest self. So what is it, what that vision is? So is it developing skills? What are those skills? What are those interests? What are those capabilities? What is it that you want to do? Number two is from a family point of view. So all that sort of close-knit family with your parents, uh, with if you have um, siblings or you know significant other kids, you know, what is it that, what is that vision for them? And as I just shared in the beginning of this podcast, our vision, so I'll just share you this. Brent and I, when we were growing up, uh, both, so we have two kids, Tim and Steph, now as we mentioned, adults, you know, 21 and 22. And our vision was, is that we wanted our house to be the first choice option with when they had kids over. And I think it's only happened once where we actually said, sorry, we, we can't have you over with your friends. But otherwise, 
in elementary school, in middle school, in high school, is that we always said yes. We always provided a space for them to come over and have parties or friends or gathering gatherings for their friends. We would always provide food. Why? Because we wanted our place to be the anchor place. Now, there are many reasons for that. We also, we knew where the kids were. We wanted to build a relationship. We got to know who they were hanging out with. Uh, but it also was is that we want to be the parents that were approachable. We want to be the parents that would be generous. I mean, what's what's our house being used for anyways? Is that we wanted that place where they would feel safe, that they could come, they could have friends. And in fact, our daughter just this two days ago had college friends. She's in the fourth year university, college friends over for the evening at our place just to kind of hang out. And we just vacated and let them use the space and said, that's the great that is a fulfillment of a vision that we were extremely clear about when we were first having kids and said no our place is first choice and guess what that's what happened we we the goals the decisions all of that led into that's the kind of family that we wanted to link into now have we screwed up have we messed up sure we have but that's not the vision i mean welcome to life those things what about relatives Connecting and reaching out while well, we always said, listen, our place, you're down here, you could stay at our place. There's extra bedrooms. There is a, if not, you can, if there's not enough room, let's sleep on the floor. We're here for you and for it. Friends, you know, it's interesting. Our vision for our friends has started to adjust because now as empty nesters, who we connect with, you know, when you're growing up and you have kids, you have the parents of the kids and on the ball team, on the soccer team, on the hockey team, on the dance floor, the, the, the parents from school. So you have this kind of um, friend group that is connected through that affiliation with your kids. We all know that. But now that we're empty nesters is that we have to be now more intentional. And so we are just shaping and fine tuning our vision about, you know, friends and friendships and how do we build them and who do we hang out with. The next item is learning. Now we've done the research on it. We said that Learning is one of the top two items that contribute to a feeling of well-being. So we're very intentional. I am very intentional with my learning. I've told you that many times. It's about an hour a day that I spend in learning an email, a YouTube, uh, a video, a whatever, uh, reading books, getting books, a webinar, uh, at least an hour a day. Podcast myself. I'm, you're listening to a podcast right now. I, over the weekend, I was doing some work in my garage and I listened to at least three hours of podcasts of those that I want to listen to. So there's no accident for my learning. And then I get on an airplane and within 24 hours of recording this podcast, they head down to do some learning with other colleagues that are specific to my expertise in, um, you know, as an adult education person and also some of the ministry work we do. The next one is spiritual. What is your spiritual vision? What is it that is important to you? If it's nothing, then what does that mean to you? So focus on that and how important that is. The next one, which most people don't have in their quest wheel or quest wheel in their sort of list is public policy. You know, what is it you stand for? We certainly know what certain people want in public policy. They don't want to have any uh, item uh, grow up or what probably mean, um, anything to do with, um, what do you call it, with uh, carbon fuels. And so that's their public policy. That's what they uh, link it to it. 
The next one is around social life. So how's that different than friends? So, you know, you want to go out, you want to do things, um, uh, you want to go for dinner. You know, we have sat now as empty nesters. We probably go to two movies a month, ones that we like, not ones that we're trying to compromising as part of our, uh, here's Tuesday night, it's kind of a date night, movie night for us now. And that's part of our social life that we do. And then Sometimes, about once a month, we invite friends and combine the social and the friends together by going to a movie and maybe dinner together. Recreation. What are the things that you like doing? What do you enjoy doing? So if it's hiking, if it's walking, this is different than maybe athletic. It's so we have a CRG sponsors a, a church slow pitch team. So I enjoy paying slow pitch. Now, what's interesting is that the recreation links with family and social at the same time for me because uh, now last year it wasn't true. Stephanie was too busy, but two years ago, my daughter Stephanie was on the team. She was the youngest. I'm the eldest on the team and we're able to kind of play and hang out together. Plus hang out with other individuals who are 30 and 40, much younger than me uh, in age, maybe not in heart. And so that was a recreational thing and really enjoyed that and had some fun in this uh, league that we're part of. The next one is we talked about wellness or physical health. So what is it that is your vision? What do you want? So a lot of people are not happy with their wellness levels. They're not happy with their health levels, but they have no vision about where they're going with that. So what is that for you? I mean, if you have no vision about your wellness, if you, if in other words, it's inconsequential, boy, that's a big word this morning is inconsequential if you don't know the direction you're going with your wellness, if you have no intent, if you have no sort of vision, no strategy, no clarity about it, then anything will get you there. Why is it that 70% of the North American population, Mexico, U.S. and Canada, are overweight? That's because they have no vision and they haven't, they've let the environment control them. That's for another podcast. The next one is financial. So what is it that is for you? What, what does it mean to be financially independent? What would it mean to you to be able to give to others? I, I was watching another um, uh, podcast and I'm learning from other individuals and this individual really talked about um, budget, budgeting sucks. And that budgeting is really a false misnomer because it's really about contracting. It's not that I don't believe in budgets, but he doesn't at all. And he says, what we want to do is we want to create values-based budgets. And what he was talking about is that each of us listening, that each of you listening to this show and myself, we have bias about what's important in our life. And so one of you feels really comfortable having a seven or $800 Apple watch on their arm. And that's cool. And you value that exchange. I have no interest whatsoever. In fact, I don't even wear watches anymore with our phones and the times that are on it. I haven't worn a watch on my arm for nearly 10 years. And I have no interest in a watch. I don't want a watch. Having a Rolex on my arm, like zero. Now, there's somebody else listening to this who feels very comfortable exchanging $3,500, $4,500 for a Rolex on their arm. You know what? Who am I to judge that? And so when we think about sort of our financial values is that we make values-based decisions. Now, what's interesting, my wife Brenda and I were talking about this, is that I have no value in multiple shoes. So if I have two or three sets of shoes, that's more than enough 
for me. And having like three sets is like exorbitant waste. However, many individuals, now I don't want to be gender biased. We know that this might apply to women more than men, but anyways, it just seems that they like having multiple pairs of shoes. When Brenda brings in another pair of shoes and let's say she already has, let's say 10 and she brings in 11, I don't get that. I don't get that at all. I, it kind of even uh, upsets me a little bit. That's because my values for monetary sort of um, fulfillment are different than hers. Not right, not wrong. That's not necessarily easy. So when you think about it, what is it that you value? Recently, there was a study done in Vancouver that millennials, a lot of them now, because we have one of the most expensive real estate markets in the world, in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, many said, you know what, if I try to make home ownership my priority, my value, I'm not going to enjoy life. So what they did is they did a documentary of a young couple who are just recently married about a year ago who were living in a camperized van on the streets in Vancouver. So they had converted this thing. They really didn't put a lot of money into it, but they did a nice job of converting this process. They need to move around so they don't get ticketed, all that kind of stuff. But they were quite okay with that process because they didn't want to put their money into homes. They want to travel the world. They want to have relationships. They don't want to be burdened by mortgages. There's a real move now in this, if you go watch uh, TV shows, tiny homes. You know, I want to have a tiny home, 200, 300, 400, maybe 500 square feet. And I want to have that instead of a big mortgage. And the reason being is and I'm free. I'm not burdened by it. You know what? That's your choice. Who are we to judge that? So what is your financial values? What is it that's most important to you? What is it that you need? And uh, have you defined that? Are you clear about that? And if you're not, then how would you even be able to get there? So again, what's your vision statement there? And the final one is really around community service. That is different than public policy. Public policy is really, you know, what do I commit to from just the higher level? When we think about community service, how can you in your local community, do you want to or how can you contribute? I know for many, many years, I was involved with various community groups. I sat on the local fair board. I was part of the youth commission appointed by the mayor to be part of that. I sat as chair of the uh, school that my kids attended or a director there for a while. And so that was my community involvement as far as leadership and be able to support it that way. So again, what is important to you? What is it that fits for you? Or my son, Tim, was in Air Cadets and then they needed parent support. And every year, uh, right now, the Air Cadets park cars at the air show. You know, it was interesting, even though Tim is now out of it, out of Air Cadets and he was able to be a pilot or earn a pilot license through the Air Cadet program here in Canada, I still feel a commitment in honoring and meaning when I go and park cars at the air show every year. So it's not a lot of commitment, you know, two, three days out of the year, but at the same time, it's meaning. It's one of the places that I can touch base and not always be taking, but also contributing or also involvement in the local chamber or 4-H or whatever it is that uh, my background has contributed to. So what is it for you? What is it that you want to do in the community? What's that vision for us, for you? to be able to go to the next level. Now, 
last and final comments for the podcast today is, and we don't have time to get into it. So this is really about you. This, this also applies, by the way, for businesses, as far as you modify this. What's the vision for your company? What's the vision for your organization? Where do you want it to be? What does it stand for? You know, CRG really wants to be seen as one of the number one influencers of professional development, of transformation around the world for people who um, want to make a difference. And so that's our core. That's what our vision. How are we going to do it? We're going to have accessible tools and resources, even shows like this, that help you to go to the next level, to help others to go to the next level. And so what is it that you have for it? But one of the next steps from this, now that you have the vision, now you have the dreams, you know who you want to be, the direction that you have, the next step, which we won't get into this show, but the next step is, okay, what next? What does that mean for you? What are the goals? Meaning, what are the action steps? What are the specific activities to be able to fulfill that vision? So I'll give you one example and then I'll back off from it and you can go into the grid. You can also get the quest book, be able to outline the details on this a little bit further. So if my vision is this healthy individual in lifestyle, then the goals are, okay, I'm going to work out three times a week. This is what I'm going to do in the workout. This is what's going to, at my life and my stage, is going to help me achieve quality of life, that my lifestyle is congruent with the goals that I've set as far as the vision for my wellness. Okay, how am I going to eat? You know, I kind of broke broke down and didn't eat 100% correctly last night when we went out for dinner as a family. I said, okay, well, that's fine. I'm not going to beat myself up as a result of that. But how can I, the majority of the time, 70, 80, 90% of the time, eat in a way that is congruent so that I can have this high level of wellness? Do I know what that looks like? So the goals are, okay, I'm going to eat this and this item here, and that's what the majority of my diet is going to be. This is how I'm going to engage that. So again, the goals come out of what that vision is. You know, I just want to encourage everybody here. I believe every single person listening to this is here for a reason. I believe every single person here can make a difference in whatever space that is. And there's no job, no role that is better or worse or more honorable than the other. You know what? We need janitors in schools to clean the schools, to have pride in them, and we need CEOs. There's not one that's better than another. It's a different call. It's a different space. We need people that are supporting and serving in certain areas, and that's where they're gifted in. I I mentioned before, when my father-in-law passed away in January from dementia in the residential care, I was just amazed at just how the nurses and the care aides could give every day to that group of people that were in that wing. It just amazes me. You know what? That is their call. They were gifted that way. That is where they're supposed to be. It's not mine, but my call of what I'm doing here right now, encouraging you, is my call is not better than those nurses in the room. In fact, my bias would be theirs is better, but we don't want to judge that. I don't want to compare that way and nor should you, is that every single person listening to this is that you matter. Every single person, you have a difference to make. Now, here's the kicker as the close of this. It's your responsibility. If you don't know, only you can do it. 
I can't tell you who you should be. I can't tell you what your vision should be. I can assist in clarity, can assist in asking the questions, can assist in giving you the framework, but you have to do the work. Wow. All I'm going to say is that it's worth it. It's worth the time to vet through it. And if you're confused, then your number one purpose is to find out what your purpose is. If you are unclear, then your number one goal or your number one job thou is to get clarity. Then on the clarity, you will act on it. Then you will do and go in the direction that you need to do. Now, as always, we just thank you for listening. I thank you for participating in the Secrets of Success. If you like what we're doing, please share, pass it on, let other people know. We want to create a tribe that's just around the globe. Just get it out there. Let people know so that we can make a difference. If you are unclear and need more um, assistance, then some of our assessments that can help you, the personal style, the values, the self-worth, the wellness, and then the book, The Quest for Purpose. So those are resources that will assist you to get you where you want to go. I thank you for listening to the Secrets of Success podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Keyes. Thanks for exploring the secrets of success with us. If you want to keep the momentum going, log on to crgleader.com. Scroll to the bottom and sign up for our inspirational emails. You can also take your success to the next level by following us on Facebook and Twitter and connecting with Ken on LinkedIn. We hope you have a great week and look forward to you joining us next time for the Secrets of Success podcast with Dr. Ken Keyes.